Hello and welcome to today's edition of Not Alone Today podcast. My name is Joseph. And I am Anu. Welcome. Today's um, episode is a relationship question and it's coming in from Phoebe. She asks, Hello, sir and ma. I've been in a five-year relationship for which I later called it quits because it was subtly manipulative on me. I've gotten over him long before I broke up with him through the help of God. I'm happy I ended it. So I told God that I want to have feelings and emotions only for the man I will end up marrying. Never again do I want to waste my emotions for the wrong man that God does not approve of. I don't know whether I should be worried because for some months now, I've not been in a meaningful relationship with any man. What's your take on this, sir and ma? Thank you. So there you go. Very interesting. It's a genuine and sound question. And there'll be lots of Phoebe's out there with the same issue. Mm. So how do we start it off? Should we take it from the start from the past relationship she ended? I'm wondering what she even meant by subtly manipulative. manipulative. She says she called it quit because the relationship was manipulative, subtly. Mm. The question it brings to my mind is, mm, to be in a subtly manipulative relationship for five years, sounds like a long time to undergo such manipulation. I understand that when you're with someone for a long time, you start believing what they say about you like how it happens in domestic violence like if it's emotional abuse i I hear that the victim starts to believe what the abuser says about them and they take it to be their own issues and that could be the reason god has given you some space to get out what you used to so maybe god is making you it's calming you down Mm. to make sure that you've dealt with everything that you've, you're coming from before you go into a new one. It might actually be a way of God actually giving you time out mm. to think about what's happened, how it happened, and way forward. How would you spot it next time? If, say, for example, if you get into the same relationship and it's suddenly manipulative, how would you Another spot it? Another rather that is similar to what you're getting out of. How would you spot the manipulation and stop it before it prolongs? Mm. yeah to to piggyback on that point it's established in research that people that have broken a relationship once the probability that they would break again is very high i mean even uh, that's not even not just a relationship the rate of those that are having a second divorce is actually higher than a first and those mm. that are having the third is higher than the second as mm. it were so like the chances of a repetition of this is high and i think the reason why that keeps happening is because people keep doing the same things they've been doing mm. and expecting a different result except that the characters are different so mm. you are with a different person but you are still because there are unresolved issues from the past, mm. those issues then get carried on into um, the future, so to speak. Mm. And then the same cycle of events just turns out. Mm. So that's that's the first thing to point out, to say, um, indeed, there is something going on here. Mm. Thank God that you were able to identify the subtly manipulative relationship, whatever that looks like. I still find that that phraseology very pregnant and I'm, I'm, I'm unable to unpack it fully. Mm. Um, but then, okay. Having 
concluded and agreed and established and you said you are thankful that you ended the manipulative relationship as probably you should the question now is what then happens next she's bothered that nobody is coming if i read the question mm. right um after some months of coming out of a manipulative relationship and again nobody's coming perhaps also because you said you prayed a prayer that i find interesting to say the least you told god that you don't want to have feelings and emotions for any other person than the one person you're going to end up marrying i'm not god i think that god made our feelings made our emotions so to ask him to suspend something that he himself put there so that you can quote and unquote make the right marital choice it sounds to me like um like a lazy prayer mm-hmm. because it's like you are shifting a responsibility on god for what he has given you the resources to do. In other words, I understand that you won't go to, quote-unquote, be the deciding factor in your relationship. But then, this is just like throwing the fleas. Relationships um, and feelings and emotions are the most difficult thing to to judge that by. So... Uh, if someone comes today and or you see someone or someone approaches you and indeed you do have feelings and emotions, you take that to mean, oh, for me to have had feelings and emotions, mm. this must be the person because I've told God that God, I don't want to have feelings for any mm. other person than the one. I just think that's, that's a little bit um, interesting um, mm. to say the least. So that's, that's my thought about the prayer point. What do you think about it? I think the prayer point is actually wise. Okay. I don't know if it's, if, if, if it's a girl thing, because mm-hmm. there are times where you just want a clear head. She's been out of something intense. Yeah. And not wanting to waste time again mm-hmm. on any other flimsy relationship, mm-hmm. but wants to put herself, like prepare herself up for what God is preparing her for. Mm-hmm. Maybe the prayer point should have been worded in another way. How would you have worded it? To say that... God should make sure that whoever is going to play with me or play with my emotion, it should not bring it, them my way and mm. prepare me for the right person. <laughs> you don't think that's the right thing to say. No, I mean, people it's pray not, these prayers, you know. The fact that people pray doesn't make it spiritually responsible. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not being um, weird here. And I, like I said, I'm not God. Maybe mm. God likes it. That's fine. But I, I, the problem is not just with the phrase mm. or the content of the prayer. Mm. The prayer in itself is an indicator of many other things. Okay. For one, for someone that has come out of a subtly manipulative relationship, of course, it makes logical sense. I don't want to waste time with just mm. anybody. Um, and so, God, please suspend my emotions. Keep it hanging until when the right person comes, I'll feel it. I'll know this is it. And then psh, mm. we go on. In other words, you're asking God to lead you by your feelings and your emotions. That's actually what this prayer point is saying. Lord, lead me by my feelings and my emotions. And that's never a biblical way for you to be led. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Mm. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Mm. And so to then say, God... um, I want you to lead me by my emotions, except that I want you to do it in a way that when I feel it, I know that is you. It's it's almost 
in the face of biblical spiritual leadership, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He leads us by His Spirit, which is by His Word, for His words and His Spirit, the words that I speak unto you, John 6, 63, they are spirit and their life. Mm. So I, I would rather that Phoebe mm. uses this free space in which she's getting unnecessarily worried because nobody's coming, just like he started from, uh, I know, to, mm. to as a time to first and foremost critique the past mm-hmm. critique it in the sense of you want to un- you want to unlearn the wrong things that held you for five years in a manipulative relationship mm-hmm. you want to relearn the right things about what's marriage about mm-hmm. i'm sensing or sniffing a bit of desperation in the message like time is going I don't want to waste time with any other person. My mates are getting married. Mm. Perhaps my mates are already having their first and second baby showers. I'm yet to have to, to mm. tidy knots. There is that pressure that society keeps mounting on people these days that is totally... Um, I mean, we need to raise a kind of generation of young people that will be shielded from that pressure. And one way to do that is to be in tune with your father in the sense of I want to I want to be busy with God's mission for my life. I want to know what God is doing and getting on that and be so engrossed with that to the point where marriage then becomes as God sees fit for you in Mm. a sense it's not that i'm living at this stage of my life just waiting for the man i I just i'm just waiting to get married and so if nothing happens if there is no man that comes i i need to do everything to undo that reality because it's a negative reality that's not necessarily the case perhaps god in his providence is granting you this time gap Mm. as a time to intentionally look into the mirror Mm and see what needs correction and by the mirror the mirror of your past vis-a-vis the mirror of god's word and let that influence your your understanding of your previous relationship and let that shape your hopes and dreams for your future relationship in god and let him be the one that calls the shots not your emotions as a litmus test in that sense i mean that's that's where I'm coming from. That I'm saying I have I find the prayer interesting. Okay. Thank you for that. It's very You're clear. Welcome. We shouldn't be led by our emotions. If if the prayer had been had been phrased to say that God, for the time being, for mm. the time the the right man would come, mm. help me to focus on you. Help me to restrain myself from useless attentions. Mm. Give me the capacity to wait. Yeah. For the right person you're bringing to me, would that be biblical? Yeah, I think I think if the prayer was constructed like that, yeah, mm. it's it ties into what I was trying to say earlier that's on. Good. Yeah. So can we assume that's Phoebe's purpose? Because from what I read, I do, I don't think she wants to be led by emotions, but I, maybe the emotion was what led her to the five year relationship, and now she's saying, this time. I don't want to be the one putting myself out there to say I'm choosing this man, but I want God to lead me 
to ch- what, what the point he gave about being led by emotion is very mm-hmm. valid. It could be sure. something. Maybe we should consider um, another perspective to see if a if a question indeed was to say, God, I'm giving you the reins, mm. you lead me. Then that would be that would be in line with God's um, words. Sure. And sure. and there was another thing that I noticed from her question, and that's where she said. For the past few months, mm-hmm. she has not been in any meaningful yeah. relationship with any man. Which sounds man. like there have been some Which relationships. Which means that she's gone back. She hasn't addressed her mistakes. Mm-hmm. She's still doing the same thing. Mm. And it's actually... It actually you're actually right, Kola, in, in terms of what she said at mm. the end. She might actually want... She's, she might actually be waiting to be led by emotions now. Because mm. she said... I don't know whether I should be worried because for some months I've not been in a meaningful relationship with any man. Mm. So what defines meaningful? Exactly. So, yeah, I'm not sure what you would say to that. Just tying back on what you... That was part of what shaped my... Response. My response. Mm. So the question... The, the the prayer point mm. is sandwiched between two things. Mm. One, the fact that she has been in a subtly manipulative relationship for five years. Mm. And the other, because she's worried that she has not been in a meaningful relationship ever since she broke that one. Mm. In between those two realities is this <clears throat> interesting prayer point, mm. um, which indeed she might have, she might mean good for. Again, like, like I said before, logically, it makes sense that if you have been so disappointed Mm. you just want god to do everything in his power to ensure you get it right Mm. but to to desire spiritual maturity Mm. is to understand that our we will take some responsibility for our growth we Mm. will take some responsibility for our decisions as much as god is fully resident in us by his spirit the final say as to what to do still rests on us. Mm. Psalm 32 verse 8, for instance, says, I will instruct you in the way that you should go Mm. and I will guide you with my eyes. But I like that the next couple of verses after that verse then goes on to show that God that is saying he can do that for us gives us a choice because you can then choose to be so obstinate that he will have to force you into that as the case may be um let me read it from the passion translation um psalm 32 then i'll read verse 8 and verse 9 together he actually says i hear the lord saying i will stay close to you instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life i will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide but then it goes on to say immediately in the next verse. So don't make it difficult. Mm. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. In other words, there is a responsibility that you have. You can choose to align yourself with the leading of the Father. Or you can still say, mm, I want to still choose my <laughs> own ways. I like the NIV, um, chapter 9 in the NIV. Verse 9. Verse 9, sorry, yeah. that says, Do not be like the horse or the mule, mm. which have no understanding, <laughs> but must be controlled by beat and, and bridle, bridle. Mm-hmm. or they will not come to you. Indeed. Many Indeed. are the woes, this is verse 10, many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the, the one, one who trusts, trusts him. So Phoebe, mm. trust God. Mm. Don't use God. 
Trust him. Mm. Lay your cards very honestly on the table mm. and trust him. Tell him how desperate you are. Mm-hmm. How the ones the unmeaningful ones that are coming to you are beginning to look like it. Mm. <laughs> Let him teach you how to control yourself. Yeah. Let him instruct you and and teach you in the way you should go. Because I and Colad, we don't have the full picture. That's right. We don't know the essence of the of the five year relationship relationship or the abuse you must have gone through. Mm. But let God, who saw you in that, who was with you through that, teach you and instruct you on how you can come out of you, unglue yourself from the remnant of that past. Mm. Before you start building something new, because mm. if it's not addressed, if the 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 baggage is not addressed, sorry to say, it will go into the new one. Mm. It's not just about switching emotion or meeting the right man. If you're not prepared, if you're not becoming the right woman for the man you're expecting to meet, mm-hmm. you will take the same thing you've had in the where you were to where you are, and it might bring the same result. Mm. So, yes, let's, let this verse just be your prayer point, in addition to your prayer point, to, to lead you and, and, and to encourage you and to surge you on. Mm. Thank you so much for that. Um, you used the phrase um, that she should, quote and unquote, become the right person mm. for the man that would be coming. And that, that statement readily brings um, a book to my mind um, that I... I've read before, I'm sure you've read it as well, and yeah. Stanley's um, The New Rules for Love, Sex, and Dating. Mm. Um, and this is a book that is very practical, and I think I, I would recommend this to, to Phoebe. And easy to read. Very, very easy to simple. read. Very um, written in very accessible language. But towards the end of the book, um, Andy began to imagine that there are people that would read this book and discover that they are in a wrong relationship and need to break up. Um, like Phoebe had done. But then it goes on to recommend a romance fast for such people to it's say... similar to what Phoebe is saying. Exactly. What she's going through, but maybe she might not be seeing it as mm. such. Um, to say, for the next one year, no dating, no issues about guys and all of that. I just want a clear head for, mm. for one year. And it's not a clear head of don't do anything or a clear head of what am I going to be doing? What if someone comes around and says this and says that? Mm. It actually gives them a practical recommendation of what to do in that book. I'll read um, just a short excerpt from the final chapter. I titled it, If I Were You. Um, uh, And so there's a part there that is subtitled, Filling the Time. It says, if you are wondering what you're going to do with all that free time, an extra money, no worries. The one-year challenge actually has more to do with what you do during that year than it does with what you stop doing. Remember that the premise of this book is that it's more important to become someone than to find someone. That's why I said your Mm. statement brought this to mind. The year off is an opportunity for you to focus your attention on becoming the person the person you are looking for is looking for. This is like the statement that (laughs) is the premise for the old book Mm. instead of looking for someone Mm. become the person that the person you think you're looking for is actually looking for for. then it goes on to to actually suggest five things to do within that one year period the first is to address your past look back to that five-year manipulative relationship and address it 
The second is to break some habits. What patterns have you picked up? Um, it's it's not normal to have been in a manipulative relationship for five years. It's not impossible as well that that has left some residues of some habits that needs to be broken. Mm. And the third is to set some standards. What kind of what kind of people would you know that this is just a no no by virtue of what you've been through and what God has pointed you to in addressing your past? Mm. Use that to set some standards. Then fourth, get out of debt. That might not apply to you, but um, in the American context in which he was writing, it's a popular issue that if you've gone through uni, you probably finish up with a huge debt Mm -hmm. um, that for some determines their financial uh, status for the rest of their lives. And he wants them to get out of debt. So, And lastly, go back to church. If you have stopped in any way, if this issue had taken you away from God, um, go back to church. Mm. Not necessarily go back to church in the sense of start attending or resume attending services. But even if you never stopped attending church, you might have desisted or withdrawn from participation and active participation. Get yourself involved again mm. in, in God's mission in a local assembly and pour yourself into that. Who knows? Maybe when your romance fast is over, it will be in the course of serving that God will bring brother James <laughs> your way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, those are the five things that I would also pass on. And I would recommend the whole book actually to Phoebe to take some time to, to read. I, I'll add the sixth one and I'll say, mm-hmm. pray for redemption. Mm, mm, that God mm. should redeem time. Five years is five years is not a joke. Mm. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Phoebe, um, that's that's our thoughts you said what's our take actually the, the question sounds interesting like mm. what's your take on this and when I, she's not <laughs> getting anything maybe, i think maybe is thinking maybe our prayers actually switched off <laughs> done something so maybe she needs to pray the prayer but yeah. i don't think god is that way i don't think so either mm. Let, let's let's finish up by maybe chanting Psalm 32 over your head. Mm. We've quoted verses 8, 9, and 10, but I actually think in, to some extent, this is a, a psalm that is a psalm of David, but I think it's very apt for what you have been through, Phoebe. So um, I would read it from the Passion Translation, and it's straight from God's heart through my lips to yours. What bliss belongs to the one whose rebellion has been forgiven? Mm. Those whose sins are covered by blood. Mm. What bliss belongs to those who have confessed their corruption to God? Mm. For he wipes their slates clean and he removes hypocrisy from their hearts. Mm. Before I confessed my sins, I kept it all inside. My dishonesty devastated my inner life, causing my life to be filled with frustration, irrepressible anguish Mm. and misery. The pain never let up, for your hand of conviction was heavy on my heart. Mm. My strength was sapped, my inner life dried up like a spiritual drought within my soul. And then it says, pause in his presence. Verse 5. Then I finally admitted to you all my sins, refusing to hide them any longer. I said... My life-giving God, Mm. I will openly acknowledge my evil actions. And you forgave me. All at once, the guilt of my sin were washed away and all my pain disappeared. Mm. Pause in his presence. (laughs) 
verse 6. This is what I've learned through it all. All believers should confess their sins to God. Do it every time God has uncovered you in the time of exposing. For if you do this, when sudden storms of life overwhelm, you'll be kept safe. Mm. Lord, you are my secret hiding place, protecting me from this trouble, surrounding me with songs of gladness. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthrough. Pause in his presence. Verse 8. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing you and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the Mm. way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Mm. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. So my conclusion is this. Many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. But when you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, his wraparound love, Mm. his wraparound love will surround you. Mm. So celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who is his. Mm. Go ahead, Phoebe, shout for joy. All you upright ones who want please him good stuff good stuff good mm. stuff and do you know that this psalm 32 mm-hmm. was a psalm david wrote after he had seduced Bathsheba and killed her husband mm-hmm. so this is him bearing his heart to god mm. refusing to hide his hypocrisy mm. his mm. organized crime mm. as That's i like to call it <laughs> As someone so, that has seen line of duty. I've seen line of duty, so I know about organized <laughs> <OCG>. crime. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Phoebe, yeah. you rest assured, God's wrap around love will mm. surround you. Mm. Just trust him. Mm. God bless you. Amen. So yeah, in conclusion, um, Phoebe, take this psalm as your psalm for some time. Just own it. Talk to God with it. Let it lead you into a place of prayer, into a place where you can actually speak words that are more sincere and more genuine mm. than just wanting God to lead you by whether or not you feel something for someone. Mm. Those are secondary. Let him address the root issues in your heart. Just speak to him. And then I like that it climaxes into that wraparound love. Mm. Feel his embrace, mm. feel his love. And that's a prayer for you that, yeah, you might go through that drought for now, but it's actually a season, a wilderness season of God making you, molding you, training you, healing you mm. to become all that he wants you to be for yourself, for your future partner. And ultimately for God's kingdom. Mm. And may God bless you. Amen. Amen. Any concluding thoughts? No, thank you. So, yeah, we will come your way again next week with another episode of Not Alone Today podcast. And remember, you are not alone today. God bless you. (laughs) Bye for now. 